0: Hello, hello, we are back talking about week one college football. Lots of really good games, uh, especially for a week one. Um, They're really doing a good job scheduling actually decent games. It's not just warm-ups. It's uh, a lot of FCS teams going up against kind of the middle of the road or lower tier D1 teams. Um, But all of the big games are going to be Decent matchups. I mean, Penn State, Purdue, Georgia, Oregon, Notre Dame, Ohio State. I mean, these are some actually pretty good games for a week one. But if you uh if you're following the Twitter, you saw that my picks are all gonna be posted on uh Bet Stamp. So on Bet Stamp, you can follow HFT Bets. You can see the live uh record, and these are gonna be the picks that I personally give out. I have Picks for every single game side and total but uh, I will only be giving out some um, and if you want more you have to uh, ask for it so uh, otherwise I'm not going to give all of them out so I'm giving out my worst picks not the 10 unit picks the 15 unit picks I'm giving out more like the 5 unit picks and some of the 1 unit picks and 3 unit picks so uh, let's get into today's games Uh, they're going on right now uh, Some interesting things of note, Central Michigan, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State's just been rolling. I mean, Spencer Sanders, I mean, it seems like he's in his ninth year. He's looking pretty good. Uh, Oklahoma State was able to put on uh, the gas in the first half. They've kind of let off on the defensive end. Um, I know that on my bet stamp that I had the under 59 on that just because I didn't think Central Michigan was going to score at all. Um, they're really not that good and they didn't score in the first half, but Oklahoma state just put up 51 points and it's not even the middle of the third quarter. So, um, you know, win some, lose some, that was kind of a one, two unit play, not a big deal, but, um, some of my bigger ones, West Virginia, Pittsburgh, awesome game, backyard brawl, and it is currently, uh, 17 all. And I had the over 50 on that one. Um so getting there two more touchdowns and a quarter and a half to go on that one. I had Tennessee ball state over and that is currently there's still a full quarter and a couple minutes and Tennessee is leading 52 to 7. Tennessee looking really impressive, really really impressive here. Uh Hendon has been a phenomenal quarterback both on the running end and on the passing side. I mean, he's really improved uh, this isn't a surprise. We knew that he was good. Tennessee has always kind of been in the mix, but they're not, I mean, not in the mix to be in the top of the SEC, but in the mix to be a competitive uh, player. So um, good for Tennessee. Uh, Ball State sucks. I mean, it's not even close. The the whole offensive-defensive side of, of Tennessee has just demolished them. So, um, but like I said, no surprise there. Um, another big game. Uh, Louisiana Tech, Missouri, I had over 61.5 on that. Um, looking pretty good right now. 31 points scored and still a few minutes left in the first half. Missouri uh, is a decent so- a decent team when it comes to their offense. They, they actually are winning on defense today. Um, their offense isn't clicking that much, but I think going forward, their offense is what's the exciting part of this team. Um, they had a nice little interception in the first few minutes and then another interception. Uh, LaTex quarterback having a little bit of trouble, but they are a team that can score. So uh, the over there, hopefully that goes. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about this Penn State-Purdue game. This is the game that everyone has been just so excited for, and a lot of people are talking about Purdue. Everyone I know was saying, oh, Aiden O'Connell's the guy. Aiden O'Connell, if he wasn't with Purdue, would be in the MVP race. Aiden O'Connell is this. And they've got, you know, some receivers that they're bringing in and it's looking really impressive. People forget that while Purdue plays really well and plays their competition, they aren't really good against Penn State. And Penn State, I'm not that high on. You know, you still got the Sean Clifford, James Franklin duo that is just abhorrent. And honestly, Penn State fans should be in uproar that this is continuing um, because you will continue to be a mediocre 7-5 and team until you change that. But Penn State had a really good, uh, defensive recruiting class and they've always been a very defensive minded team, uh, with, with James Franklin at least at the wheel. Um, their offense is not anything to brag about per se, but they are winning this game right now 14 to 10. I actually have the over and Penn State minus three and a half. Um, Penn State is, You know, the the people, everyone put their money on Purdue. Everyone thought that Purdue should be favored. And that immediately tells you when the line is minus three and a half in favor of Penn State, you got to take Penn State there because uh, Penn State, while, you know, showing some weakness are still a top tier defense and still a top tier team in general um, because of the history they have and the recruiting uh, bases that they can get from. Purdue is good and they will be good throughout the season, but people need to slow the, you know, like put on the brakes. Purdue is not some amazing, phenomenal team. Yes, they were a giant killer uh, last year and did fairly well in a lot of games, but they also lost and got fairly close to losing in a lot of games too. I mean, people forget that they almost lost to Illinois uh, and, you know, couldn't put any points up in some games uh, against Iowa. They're, they're just not all that good, if we're being honest, On when it comes to that top-tier team like Penn State. A team with a good defense, they struggle. And so the score right now being 14-10, to 10, um, Penn State has the ball going into probably the last drive of the half. I've got the over in this as well uh, because you can't lose both. Either Penn State uh, wins this game, by just being a defensive monster. Or. Uh, Purdue just going to. Have to score outscore him. So that, that that's the scenario that we've got going here. The next game. Minnesota New Mexico State. Very interesting game. Uh, solely because of. Kind of the drama that's going on behind it. With New Mexico State's coach. Um, being a former Minnesota. Uh, I guess alum. If you want to call it that, but, uh, didn't have a lot of nice words to say about the current Minnesota head coach. So there's some beef there. Um, I personally, uh, did not have this game going over. I thought it was going to be either New Mexico state doesn't score at all and Minnesota destroys them, or it's going to be kind of just a defensive battle all along the way. And it, it's kind of seeming like it's that way. So, um, definitely the under is doing very well there. Um and then for the late game today I've got Fresno State minus 41 against Cal Poly. I think Fresno State last year uh was a was the team to to really play against in the Pac 12. Um I had them before well before they were ranked doing doing very well. Um one of the best against the spread teams and uh I think that will continue this year. They will continue to look good. And honestly with U- USC and, and UCLA in the Pac-12, you might start to see um, the Fresno State uh, football team come back with uh, some magic, get, get back to the Derek Carr years where they actually could be on top of, of the Pac-12 going forward. Tomorrow's games, Friday, looks pretty good. Um, not. They have absolutely no interesting games here. I think that the best plays... Old Dominion plus six against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is a massive ACC football school. And the fact they're only favored by six here against Old Dominion should tell you uh, that this is a rat line. Everyone will be putting their money on Virginia Tech. Don't fall for it. Old Dominion here is really good. Um, Their defense is actually fairly solid. Uh, If you look at the teams that they've played last year and teams that they beat last year, uh, they can definitely hang with these kind of middle echelon type schools uh, in their division. And and Virginia Tech has fallen off a lot. Virginia Tech is not the same school that it was a year ago, two years ago. Um, So I I think with that fall off, you might start to see a slow start from Virginia Tech. If they win this one, uh, it's going to be very close, maybe a three point, four point game. Uh, So take Old Dominion and the points. um, And then the other game that's interesting is the Illinois-Indiana game. It's a very close line. It started off with Indiana being favored by three. Illinois now getting the spread a little tighter. uh, Very impressive performance against Wyoming. Um, And so now Indiana is favored by one and a half. I think everybody is going to be on Illinois in this game, just given that monster performance that they had. And I think that that's the wrong idea. I don't I don't know if I like that play. Um, I'm not going to give my side pick. Uh, not saying that I wouldn't take Illinois if it came to choosing a side. But I think that, that sh- that's not the best play here. I think the best play here is the under 45 and a half. Um, Indiana has this weird thing where uh, either they can't score at all or they score over 35 points. And this is not going to be a team that they can score over 30 points against. Illinois' defense is elite. Um, they're very tough, big, barley, you know, defensive line. I, I just don't see this really going Indiana's way on the offense. So, uh, because of that, I'm gonna go with the under 45 and a half. Illinois is not that phenomenal of, of an offensive threat either. Indiana can probably, uh, spare up a little bit of defense. So, going with under 45.5, don't see this being a high scoring game. And then the last game, uh, tomorrow, TCU Colorado. Uh, this line has been moving back and forth and back and forth, uh, for the over under, uh, TCU f- favored by 14 points. It's a lot of points, uh, to go into Colorado against, and, and TCU has been good. TCU, uh, be, I believe Baylor last year. I mean, they, they've had some good wins, uh, that, that has risen them from kind of a dead state. I mean, people forget that they were in, you know, top four several years ago. And by several years ago, I mean, a decade ago, um, So I I think that TCU is a decent team. 14 is a lot of points, though. I'm going to go and say Colorado has a little bit of a life here. Um, TCU wins by maybe 10. Uh, So Colorado plus 14 uh, would be the play there. I'm trying to decide which which games I will uh, give out. Um, I guess I'll give out two more picks. Uh, the TCU Colorado over 57 and a half. I like that play a lot. Um, this is going to be a high scoring game. I think Colorado will keep it close though. Um, so over 57 and a half. And then the other game I'll give Michigan State minus 21 and a half versus Western Michigan. Western Michigan had a couple fluke games last year where they looked really good. Um, and the year before as well, uh, you know, they beat Pittsburgh, Um, They almost beat uh, Tennessee, I believe. I mean, they just had this weird thing where they were able to play against some really good caliber teams. I don't think that's going to be the case here. Michigan State has a a fairly elite squad um, returning Thorne, which is going to be huge for them. So I'm going to take Michigan State minus 21 and a half. I don't think Western Michigan is is any good. Uh, I don't think the MAC is going to be any good as you saw with the Oklahoma State game today. Judging off that, Probably going to take the 21.5 and and sleep well at night. So definitely take that. Going into Saturday. uh, First game that's really interesting uh, is UNC App State. And the line has been very tight here. Either UNC or App being favored by one at any given moment. Um, But I definitely like the over. I think the over is the best play here. Uh, Really the only reason that App is so tight on that spread with UNC's because people don't believe in UNC's defense after that Florida AMU game, which you're welcome for giving you the plus 43 and a half uh, with FAMU. Um, but after that game, uh, UNC's defense was kind of you know, just shat on all over and people were saying, Oh, this team is you know going to be decent on the offense, but their defense is going to lose them all their games. Um, so even if you believe that, even if you think UNC's defense will not be there, uh, the over 56 looks like a good play to you. I also think Drake May is legit. I think he's the guy. If you watch him, he looks so calm, cool, collected in the pocket. He can run. He's he's, But, but he's not forcing the run like some quarterbacks do. He's very good at eyeing, eyeing the opportunity of when he should run. So I, I really like him. Um, and their run game is fantastic. Really just like kind of bully ball uh, running back game. Um, and they've made some improvements on that offensive line, I think. So going to take the over 56, obviously app, you know, they, they can hang with just about anybody. These games are usually pretty close and usually pretty tight. Uh, it's kind of an in-state rivalry game. So, um, going to take UNC and app the over going to take UNC money line right now. Uh, app is favored by one. I'm going to take UNC money line. I think that they can pull this out. Um, they still are the better school. I think that Mac Brown knows that if he doesn't win this game convincingly, uh, that he people are going to start putting him on the hot seat a little bit maybe because of all the high expectations that he's been given. Great quarterbacks in the past, great teams, great recruiting classes. If you've seen, they've been ranked to the top 10 in a lot of recruiting classes. So I think that he's going to have to win this game to prove it. I think they come out and play. BC versus Rutgers, I've got Boston College minus seven. Boston College is legit. They're really, they're fantastic. Uh, they have been really good in the transfer portal uh, with their quarterback situation. They're very good on the defensive end. I mean, they have, in the ACC co- conference play at least, not let up a lot of points. Um, so I'm going to go with BC minus seven. I don't think Rutgers is all that good. There were a couple games last year where they hung pretty well. I mean, they made it very competitive against Michigan. I think it was like 13 to 20 was the final score of that game. Uh, and I, I, I know that Rutgers is a gritty team. But their offense is not going to be good enough to go up against a Boston College, uh, defense. So I'm going to go with Boston College minus seven. I'm also going to go with the under 48 here. Uh, Boston College is good, but like I said, Rutgers defense is fair, is fairly good enough to where they can probably hold them within 30 points. Um, alright. Next game ECU and NC State. I love ECU plus 11. And this is not because, um, you know, NC State is is uh, a rival of UNC or anything like that. It has nothing to do with that. I could I could care less about NC State. they little brother. You know they're the person I don't really give a shit about. But ECU has brought back a lot of their players from last year, and they were very clearly one of the better teams in the American Conference. Very very clearly made very competitive games against Houston, who was a top twenty five team last year, and you know they won their bowl game against Memphis. Big game. I mean, or, will they beat Memphis, and then they won their bowl game. Did they? I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, they did. No. ECU, great team, great squad, great running backs. And I think that the NC State team has just been really, really hyped up. They were pretty good last year. Not bad. Um, you know, great overtime against Clemson and a couple, of, you know, snaggy wins here and there. Um, but I just, I don't know that 11 points is, is going to be, I mean, that's just too big of a spread. I've got to take ECU plus 11 here. I'm also going to take over 51. I think the only way that North Carolina state probably wins this is with at least 30 points and cause ECU is just going to, they're going to score. They're going to score. So, um, 51, I think is a fair, fair number here. I'm going to take ECU plus 11 and the over. I don't think you can lose both. Uh so gonna go for those the Arkansas game. Uh Arkansas Cincinnati love Arkansas minus seven here. Um there's kinda I mean the line has just been moving, moving and moving. Arkansas was favored by five and a half at one point. It's now minus seven. I still love them at minus seven. Cincinnati lost basically all of their good moving parts. So and I think you know that game against Alabama kind of destroyed them. Um, you know, that you lose Ritter, you lose some key defensive players, Sauce Gardner all of that, and Arkansas's defense is just legit. I don't know if Cincinnati scores more than 15, 14 points here. I don't think they get more than two touchdowns. I, I think it's really uh, going to be a very great game, so I'm going to take Arkansas minus seven. Uh, I think they probably win by maybe 10 points, and then uh, the under 53 here I think is the best play. Um, this is not going to be a high-scoring game. Arkansas's offense you know, I know they're they're happy to bring quarterback back and everything, but Arkansas's offense just isn't that. It's just not. The main part of that team is their defense. So going to take those two plays in Arkansas-Cincinnati. And then the next game, I'm actually going to this game. I'll be there live. Uh, UTSA versus Houston. This line is very confusing. UTSA, only a four-and-a-half-point underdog. Four-point underdog at one point. People have been kind of hammering that that Houston minus four. So now uh, now Houston minus four and a half. I love UTSA here. Yes, Houston's bringing back a lot of the same people. UTSA, though, did really well last year. Minus the bowl game where uh, they lose to San Diego State and the North Texas game where they lose. I mean, they've played fantastic football. Their offense is great. And Houston's defense... People, people hype up the defense. I don't really see it. I don't really see it. Um, I think UTSA is going to score at least probably 20 to th- – they can score at least 20 to 30 points easy on this team. Um, so I, I think UTSA will make this very, very competitive. It's an in-state. Uh, I won't call it a rivalry, but in-state battle. Um, so those are usually going to be closer. Just, I mean, the fan base, it's at UTSA. Um Awesome stadium, and I'm just not as high on Houston as maybe a lot of other people are. A lot of people like Houston. I, I, I don't think they're going to be all that amazing this year. Um, I'm also going to take the over 62 because, like I said, UTSA, fairly good team. Also a really bad defense. Not really bad. A decently bad defense. Um, what, what's great about UTSA is their offense. Their defense had some problems. I mean, first of all, you let up 38 points against San Diego State in the bowl game last year. San Diego State's offense was garbage. Absolutely terrible. The only reason that San Diego State was any good was because of their defense, where they kept people below 20 points every single game. I mean, you look at San Diego State versus San San Jose State, watch that game and tell me that San uh, San Diego State's got a good offense. No, they don't. So, I'm going to take the over 62 because UTSA is going to let some points go. Clayton Toon, great quarterback, going to give it to him. So, they're probably going to score 30 points or more. Given that, if it's a close game, UTSA will probably score around 30 points. That's going to get you above 62. Uh, really like the over here. Um, honestly, this is going to be a shootout game probably. Uh, so, it'll be a lot of fun. Really excited to go. Next game, Georgia and Oregon. I like Georgia minus 17. Not a lot to say here. Uh, Bo Bo Nix is starting. Bo Nix is your quarterback. And you're going up against Georgia defense? People forget what happened to Bo Nix when he was at Auburn in the SEC. He threw interception after interception after interception. He was one of the worst quarterbacks in the SEC during his time. I truly believe that. Bo Nix was god-awful. He had some games where he would just Come out the woodworks and play decent. And that's the only reason he was kept around as long as he was. But this is going to be different. This is, you know, again, Georgia defense. Arguably last year, the best defense in maybe college football history. One of them. I mean, that was an uh, all-star defense. And Georgia's coming back with a strong defense. I mean, I'm not going to say that Georgia's winning at all. I don't think that. But their defense is going to be good enough to probably hold Oregon to, uh, I don't know, sub-20 points. And so as long as Georgia scores like 34, you can get that minus 17 pretty good. So I'm going to take Georgia minus 17. Not going to give my other play on that game. Arizona, San Diego State. I'm going to go Arizona plus six. Uh, I think that this is a rat line. San Diego State typically, I believe, would be... Valued a lot more here. Arizona won one game last year. One game. Why is there why is Arizona now only a six-point underdog against San Diego State? Whose defense is fantastic. Probably wouldn't let Arizona score. Well, I'll tell you why. Arizona lost last year. But they had a lot of decently close games. And were fairly competitive in some games. I mean, they scored uh, 20 points against an Oregon defense. Give it to them. They almost won in a lot of really scrappy games. I, I truly believe that Arizona is not as bad as their record was last year. Um, om, you know, fairly close game against BYU, uh, last year. I got to give it to Arizona. I think that they at least keep it close in the six. So I'm going to take Arizona on the points here. I, I, I mean, I don't think that San Diego state is anything special, especially if you're talking about that offense, because it is an awful offense. Um, so, Arizona also is getting some of the recruits that they really needed last year that didn't really play, so Arizona plus six, here's the play, don't be fooled. Next one, Tulsa, Wyoming, I've got under 44 on that, um, Wyoming is awful on the offensive end, and the very beginning of their game against Illinois actually did pretty well defensively, um, it, you know, they kind of lost it in that second half, uh, and, you know, they only scored six points the whole game. Illinois scored 38. But I like Wyoming's defense. I think that there are parts there that will work. Not against maybe a Big Ten offense, but definitely against a Tulsa offense. So um, Tulsa, you know, they, they've, they're they also a scrappy defense. I think that they're pretty good on defensive end. The Golden Hurricanes have been fairly good in the past at, at offense, Um, But I don't think this is that year for them. I think that they're kind of on the decline. So I'm going to go Tulsa, Wyoming, under 44. Um, Not going to give out the spread on that. Next one, USF plus 11 against BYU. Everybody is hammering BYU. People think BYU is back. People are going to say that this is a top 25 team. I disagree. Last year, BYU went into USF. uh, Or no, actually, I think it might have been the other way around. No yeah they went the other way around and it was a it was a one touchdown game 35-28 USF is not a bad team they're not a great team i will never say they're a great team but they are a great team against the spread and this is going to be one of those cases um 11 points in tampa it's going to be a humidity game these BYU players are not going to be used to i know everyone's saying oh well they've got the attitude uh, the altitude right so they're going to be better because of their altitude no no it's about humidity because these guys are going to get tired fast. They're going to be sweating their balls off. This is a, this is this, this screams USF plus eleven. Everybody's hammering BYU. Don't be fooled. This is a rat line. Even though it's eleven points, got to take USF plus eleven here. Also, they've got some pretty decent offensive uh, uh, players. I mean, they they scored a lot of points last season. I mean, their defense was garbage. But as long as they play a, a, a lick of defense, they can keep this game close. Next one, got FAU minus four. Um, they played fantastic last week in week zero. So got to give them credit there. FAU, uh, now I, I think that Charlotte would probably make it closer if, if their quarterback didn't get out in the first five minutes. Um, I think Charlotte probably could have won that game, actually. Um, but injuries happen, shit happens, is what it is. Uh, but this FAU team is not messing around. They're They're fairly good. Um, they'll probably be towards the top of their conference. I don't think they're going to be the best. Uh, if you've listened to the last episode, I gave my future out uh, for who's winning um, the conference USA. Uh, but Florida Atlanta can beat Ohio. MAC's not going to be good this year. The MAC has looked terrible. I mean, I'm just watching this Akron game. I mean, I had I had one unit on Akron uh, minus 17 against uh, what is it, St. Francis and Pennsylvania? Did not play. Did not work out well at all. Um, and Florida International is actually losing to Bryant right now. Another D2 school. So this this is going to tell you how bad that, that conference really is. Um, so you got to go for FAU. Uh, yeah. I mean, FAU is just the play here. Minus four. Um, I, I think that it's going to be a really easy uh, win for them, probably. Their defense isn't half bad, uh, even after the quarterback problem with... Uh, Charlotte, they were able to hold him to 13 points, scored 40 ish. Not bad. Not bad at all. So, uh, next game, got USC and Rice. USC, another team that people are just absolutely slobbering over. Think that they are just the best because they've got Lincoln, Riley, you, got, you know, got Caleb, you got the whole nine yards going, right? Um, I think that they're gonna have to start off a little not dominant. Not, I'm not going to say slow either, but they're going to have to ease their way into things. Um, new system, you know, I mean, they are going to be some jitters, there's high expectations. Um, I just, I'm not going to say that this team, I don't think that they're going to be phenomenal against those top players, those, the, you know, the big, uh, you know, the Big Ten or, you know, the SEC kind of players. I don't think they're going to be anywhere in that level. They're, they're obviously going to be very good. I mean, that you can't deny that. But I think against Rice, rather than taking the spread play here, if you're trying to be more conservative with it, the under uh, the under 61.5 is a very good play. USC will contain a Rice offense. Rice offense is just, I mean, it's, it's unspeakable. So they could contain a Rice offense. I don't know that they're going to run the score up on Rice though. I don't think they're going to score 61.5 points. They may score... 47, 50 something points. I don't think that they're going to score over 60. And I don't, I don't know if Rice will be able to score more than seven. So going to give it in the under 61 and a half there. All right. A few more plays here. Um, Again, not giving out all the games. Uh, If you want to give, if you want more games, more picks, more analysis, you have to follow HFT bets on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, comment. Uh, you know, respond to my tweets, get aggressive, at me, do whatever you want. Tulane, minus 28 and a half. I like this Tulane team. I think their offense has been fairly good. I think they were underrated last year. They played some really good teams close last year. Um, people forget they almost kind of beat Cincinnati. Um, and Cincinnati had a fairly good defense. So, um i I think that this two lane team is a little bit more scrappy than people give them credit for minus 20 and a half against UMass. Keep in mind the Minutemen are probably one of the worst teams in d1 football. Two lane minus twenty and a half that's a lock. It's an absolute lock. All right, next one Kentucky, Miami of Ohio I'm given under 40 uh, under 54 excuse me Kentucky's going to be a really good team. They've got a really good defense. You know who else has a really good defense Miami of Ohio. That's about the only thing that they've got because their offense sucks. So I think that they can probably hold Kentucky within 50 points. I mean, I, I mean, Miami score of Ohio scores maybe 10. So a 40 to 10 kind of game, 44 to 10. I, I think under 54, you probably have pretty good odds here. Um, I think that that seems like a fair bet. I don't think it's a rat line. I think it's a fair a fair bet. So. Kentucky, Miami of Ohio under 54 is a fairly good deal. All right, next game. This is a big one. A lot of talking points here. Um, none of it's written down. This is all off my head. I just, I literally just have the picks that I decided I'd give out. Um, Florida money line. Anthony Richardson for quarterback at Florida. Kind of a disappointing last season when he was playing. Had one really good game against LSU. If you remember I mean, just couldn't stop scoring. I'm talking 49 points. Anthony Richardson is a legit monster. He is fantastic. And he was just, you know, I mean, he was thrown into a bad situation. You got Billy Napier, fantastic coach, did really good with the Raging Cajuns, now moving there. They've got a good recruiting class. He really, you know, Napier did a really good job in the offseason. They've got those big defensive linemen that they can probably just smash any team that they want. And Utah starts off slow. If you look at Utah's records for the past few years, they, they 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 don't start off hot. They're not a team that's you know dominant at the beginning of the season. They're a team that comes you know oh you know we got to learn things, and then they start picking it up, and then they start getting better and better and better, and then they beat Oregon thirty four to seven or whatever it was uh, at the end of the game at the end of the year. So Utah, I'm not gonna say is a bad team. They're actually my pick to win the Pac twelve over USC. But they're going to need this loss against Florida. That's right. I'm taking Florida money line. They're going to need this loss against Florida in order to hype themselves up to get to that point where they can beat a USC in the Pac-12 final. So Florida money line is the play here. Again, don't be fooled. People would have you think that Florida was so bad last year that there was no chance in hell that they were going to be able to get even close to Utah. Now the line is minus three. They're begging you to take Utah. Don't fall for it. Next one, Mississippi State minus 17. This is a revenge game. Last year, Memphis beat Mississippi State. Bullshit call at the end, maybe. I don't know. But Mississippi State's going to have to come back here. Memphis losing some players. Um, I'm not entirely sure uh, what the trajectory of that team is. Um, But look, if they can lose to ECU, they can definitely lose to Mississippi State uh, in the SEC. So... Going to take Mississippi State minus 17. I think that they have a little bit of a comeback here. I don't know if, I don't think Will Rogers is the guy. I don't think he's all that good, but like, could be. Could have gotten better. I think the defense in Mississippi State is going to be a hell of a lot better. So, going to take them. I mean, Memphis isn't going to score 30 points or 32 points, whatever they scored against them last time. So, going to take Mississippi State on a revenge game here. I think minus 17 is a fair play. I'm going to take SMU minus 11. The ponies are good. The ponies are good. People always underestimate them. Their offense and their tempo is so fast that pe- the defenses just don't know how to handle it. And I think that the ponies are setting themselves up to become the new leaders of the AAC with, you know, Houston and Cincinnati kind of leaving. It's going to be ECU ponying up. Um, so those two teams are really the top of that. That, that, uh, conference, but gonna take SMU minus 11 against North Texas. North Texas had a great game, uh, last week against UTEP. I know I, w- I gave UTEP out, uh, again. Can't be 100%. But also, if you look at the first half, UTEP did hold under. I mean, their defense is decent. Um, you know, shit happens. I don't think North Texas is that good. Um, SMU is gonna outscore them. SMU minus 11. Uh, they'll probably score every drive but one. Next one, Alabama-Utah State. Uh, People here are probably not picking a side. They're probably just picking the over. A lot of people like the over. I think it's like 62.5 right now. Um, And I don't think that's the best play. I think Utah State plus 41.5 is a good play. Utah State, fairly good on the defensive end of the ball in the Mountain West. I'm not saying that (laughs) Alabama is way better than the Mountain West, obviously, but like, Utah State can probably throw up twenty points against Alabama. I mean, Alabama in these kind of games against not absolute chumps, but like midway chumps, they'll 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 let the they'll, they'll let the gas off kind of towards the end there. Um, particularly if they're throwing third stringers in and whatnot, um, just to give them some time early on in the season, just in case and what whatnot. You know, they might get up thirty points in the, by the first half and then just decide to only win by forty. Whatever it is. I think Utah State plus forty one and a half is a good play. I like Utah State. I think they're probably the one of the best teams in the Mountain West. Um a lot of people like Air Force a lot. Uh San Diego State's always in the running. Boise State, uh people think are gonna be back, but um I, I think Utah State is Definitely going to be the calling here. So Utah State plus 41 and a half. I think they, I don't, I mean, I don't think they keep it close, obviously, but I think they keep it within the 40 points. It's a lot of points for a team that's mid, I mean, one of the best in their conference. That's a lot of points. Next one, Syracuse plus four and a half. I don't like Malik Cunningham. Um, I don't think that Louisville is all that good. Syracuse defense is pretty decent. Um, They've got some veterans on that squad. I think Syracuse has started to come on the up and up a little bit. Uh, last season, they they had some fairly good games where they looked pretty good. Um, I'm going to take Syracuse plus four and a half. I think that Louisville's getting a little too much hype. Seems like it's a tighter spread than what people give it, so I think it's probably a rat. I think Syracuse maybe wins this game. Uh, I'm not going to call the money line here, but I think Syracuse could win this game very easy. Next one, Western Kentucky minus sixteen and a half. I know I had them uh, last week and they didn't cover the spread, but Western Kentucky will definitely cover the spread this week against Hawaii. Couldn't score against Vanderbilt. Western Kentucky go into the island. Honestly, could give you the other play that I've got. The over 67.5, easy. Now, I, I was right about Hawaii left, right, and center. I mean, I said that Vanderbilt would go in there and murder them by probably 30 points. And what did they do? They beat them by 53 points. Um,. Vanderbilt destroyed them, and that kind of shows, you know, you have a decent defense. Hawaii either doesn't score at all, or they score, an, you know, a good amount, but they let you score thousands and thousands of points. So I think that Western Kentucky's offense can play. They're good. I think you need one week to kind of figure things out. I still like Western Kentucky a lot. I'm going to ride with them again, and, you know, they disappoint me this time. I'm out. But minus 16 and a half seems pretty tight. Uh, I think Western Kentucky is a lot better than that. I think I think they probably win by 30 points here. Um, and I'm going to take the over 67.5 as well. Western Kentucky probably scores 50-ish points. Hawaii scores maybe 20 to 30. Uh, two more. I got LSU Florida State over 50.5. Um, this is going to be probably a 60 point game you might get down to the wire it's gonna be like 30 to 24 and you know Florida states gonna have the ball and then they're probably going to flunk it at the end because that's just what they do um so lsu florida state over 50 and a half i'm also gonna do lsu minus three everybody has been this is the underdog pick of the week uh for the public everybody is going to be on florida state uh people think the lsu is bad um I mean, the fact that LSU is still getting the minus three play here, I think you just got to take it on pure value alone. It is the SEC. Um, You know, it is LSU and their history. Florida State has just been awful. I think that their coach sucks. Um I, I just, I can't see Florida State doing well. Their scrappy team, they'll keep it close. I don't think they win. I certainly don't think uh they give it. I, I certainly think that the, the over here is the best play. So if you can only pick one, get the over 50 and a half. Um, but yeah, I think LSU minus three is better than taking Florida State. Um, don't be, don't take money line like a lot of these people are. And then finally, Georgia Tech and Clemson. I got Georgia Tech plus 22 and a half. Um, Georgia Tech played them close last year. I think it was 14 to eight or something like that was the final score. Um, I mean, it was something stupid where Georgia Tech almost won the game. I mean, Georgia Tech is not a, is not a great team in the ACC. They did fairly well against UNC last year I mean they beat UNC pretty bad In Atlanta They also almost beat Clemson They're a scrappy team They can play against good teams uh, Just based on Mental toughness and grit alone So the defense On Georgia Tech is going to probably set up I also don't think that DJ Is, is that good of a player um, In general Yeah he had his first full season Last year but how how much do you really think that he can improve based on on that? Yeah, they had some offensive line issues, whatever. They didn't really fix the problems that they had. They didn't fix the fact that their quarterback doesn't make good decisions. They didn't fix having new veteran offensive linemen that were really going to up, uplift the offensive side of the program. Clemson's defense is fantastic. I'm not going to say that Clemson, Georgia Tech is going to score more than 17 points. Right? At most 17 points. In fact, I don't know what the the over-under for Georgia team total is. Take the under. But they play here. Georgia Tech keeps it within 22 and a half. I think Clemson maybe wins 24 to seven. Something like that. And under 51. I don't think you can lose those both because Clemson's defense is either so good that Georgia Tech doesn't score and Clemson scores maybe 30-something points. In which case you hit the under 51. Or Georgia Tech keeps it decently close and you hit the under. So I think this is a good play where you can get some value there. Um, Georgia Tech plus 22 and a half and under 51. That is it for week one. Again, my bets, all of these bets at least, will be on BetStamp where you can track the record I've got. Um, you can fade me, you can follow me, whatever you think is going to happen. Um, but no, I'll I'll be active on social medias and, and whatnot if you'd like to keep the banter going. I just hit multiple of my bets, looking pretty good right now. Uh, West Virginia, Pittsburgh, 24 24. Just need one field goal in the last 11 minutes uh, to get the over on that one. Ball State, Tennessee, five minutes left. I've hit my 66. Um, I think, did I have 66 and a half though? Whatever I've got more than f- I've got more than six minutes for somebody to score, um, and then going into the second half, ten to twenty-four. Missouri, L.A. Tech. I only need the sixty-one. Penn State winning twenty-one to ten right now. Um, got the Penn State minus three and a half. All the fools who bet on Purdue are per- are just that—they're fools. Um, and the over looks like it's going to hit twenty-one sixteen now. Actually, Purdue just scored. Fantastic. So. We're looking pretty good. Good start to the year. Really excited for college football. Um, Best of luck in your picks. Best of luck for your teams. Talk to you next week.